advantageous mamma chose to rent a home this far from London. Not to mention the fact that both seem to have struck up quite the friendship with your mother. Something I find terribly curious, considering your mother is quite possibly the least cordial woman I've ever had the displeasure of knowing. No offence, of course. <laughs> None taken. His statement was hardly shocking. Jason had never held Lady Grayson in particularly high esteem. It all seems a bit far-fetched to be a mere coincidence, if you ask me, he finished. Well, it's a good thing I didn't, then. Didn't what? Ask you. Mark took an appraising look around the room at the throngs of people he'd never before laid eyes on. I hardly think it's appropriate to judge Lady Catherine based on what may or may not be her less-than-noble motivation especially when it's quite clear we could paint most of the guests in attendance with a similar brush. I've never met half the people here tonight, and I sincerely doubt any of them came for the charming northern climb. Jason slapped him squarely on the back. They're not all here for your title, you know. Some of them are simply using you for your fortune and good looks. Mark rolled his eyes. Jason laughed. Don't be modest, I never am. You know good and well what all those silly chits out there think of you. I find myself almost jealous of your brooding good looks. They seem to have the most profound effect on the ladies. Oh, sweet of you to notice, Mark replied flatly. I'll be certain and save you a dance tonight. Shall I write your name in for a waltz, or would you prefer something a bit more festive? Don't be ridiculous. I know you don't dance. I'm simply a confident man who can give praise when praise is due. Besides, I said almost jealous. It's not as if you're a threat to me. He chuckled. Starting at an early age, Jason had been led to believe that the world actually revolved around him. His ego had grown exponentially over the years, and there was little anyone could do to deflate it. Jason didn't believe there was another man out there, Adonis included, who could ever come close to competing with him for the recognition of being London's premier Lothario. Mark peered into the crowd. Just then, the beautiful, pale-skinned woman glanced over her shoulder, her green eyes meeting his. As quickly as they locked glances, she coyly looked away. A moment later, she looked up again, meeting his stare. This time, her gaze lingered far longer than what could be considered proper. There was a promise behind those thick black lashes. This was not the innocent flirtation of an inexperienced debutante, it was a tactical manoeuvre by a skilled predator. Mark took a deep breath and swallowed. Hard. He'd never been very good at being the centre of attention. It always made him rather uncomfortable, something he found particularly difficult given his status in society. Nobody ever assumed such a thing from a duke. It was certainly not true for his father, a man who relished being at the foreground of any situation. He wished it were different. Unfortunately, his was the type of personality that preferred to blend into the scenery rather than stand apart from the crowd. Jason cleared his throat. Just be careful. I've never much cared for that one, and you'd be wise to stay clear of her. It was Mark's turn to challenge his friend with a raised eyebrow. Weren't you just expressing an appreciation for the lady? Jason snorted. Of course I appreciate some of her finer qualities, I'd have to be both blind and an idiot not to. After all, she's got the bosom of a tavern wench and the pedigree of a princess. 
On the surface, she's pleasing enough, but mark my words, the daughters of dukes are only interested in one thing. And what would that be? Becoming duchesses. Jason smiled, appreciative of his own wit. She's been out for two seasons now. Seems her father's refused all offers of marriage. The betting books all speculate that he's simply waiting for a proper match to come along. You'd know all of this if you actually travelled to town once in a while, or at the very least outside of Barton. Proper, Mark repeated, knowing good and well what a word like proper meant to people like them. It meant her father was holding out for a richer, older title. He was holding out for an offer from the Duke of Grayson. Both men turned back to the woman in question. Her dress was fashionable, albeit a bit too immodest, with its daringly low neckline exposing the better part of her decolletage. Even with all the flounces and...